time I finished my internship there, it was sort of a great experience, but rather uneventful to a certain extent during my time in upstate New York. I went back to Reno to finish my last semester of school. And while I was there finishing my last semester of school, I remember a lot of my classmates, of course, they were close to graduating just like me as well. So a lot of them and my professors would be talking about all the extra classes you need to take in order to get a CPA, which at that point in my last semester, I started to sense on the back of my mind the reservation of this is not what I want to do. I remember all those accounting classes I took when I was in college. You know, I never found them particularly difficult. Reason being is that even from a young age, I loved everything that had to do with money. I remember when I was a kid, I would have all these coins laid out on the on the ground, and I touching them. And when my mom told me to put them in a, a piggy bank, I cut open the piggy bank and poured the coins all back out. So I like just counting them, touching them, what have you. So. I liked everything that had to do with money, so made accounting, at least to a small extent, interesting, even though it wasn't my passion. And that's not to say that I never had a difficult time pursuing my accounting degree, undergraduate degree. There are times where it was difficult. You know, there are certain sections of the class that I found difficult, found some accounting classes more difficult than others. But in a macro sense, it was never something I couldn't handle. You know, that changed in the last semester of my undergraduate career. It was the fall of 2017. There was one particular class that I felt I just wasn't cut out for. I found it very difficult. I remember even before I went into that class, maybe a year ahead, and I overheard the students one year ahead of me talking about how difficult that class is. And when I went into it, part, part way into it, and took the first exam, it was a midterm, and the average grade on that midterm, that first midterm, was around 60%, it was a D. And I had a math, you know, 50% around that, around that ballpark. So I wasn't very happy about that. So I went up to my professor's office to make an argument on why this problem and that problem is partially correct. You know, try to get a little bit higher of a grade. And my professor, very kind professor, you know, even though she, a very kind professor, she saw that I put in a lot of effort into her class. She saw that I was a front row student, always sat front row near the middle of the class, you know, very close to the professor. She saw the effort and how determined I was to do well in her class. So she made some justifications on how my answer for this is partially correct and that one is partially correct. So she bumped my grade up to a D. And I was very happy about that, getting a D, you know, despite it being a D, which is not a good grade. I was still happy because, well, it was an F. And that F, I believe from all my 17, 18 years of schooling, that was the only F I ever got on an exam. You know, and that, if you 
do something wrong only once, you know, that sticks with you. So as the semester went along, you know, I just kept chugging along, class by class, week by week. And slowly but gradually, it was a slow fade. What I mean by that was I began having less and less comprehension of the course material. Said more plainly, I began having no idea of what was going on in the class. And at the same time, you know, I started out semester, last semester, as a front row student, began sitting farther and farther away from the professor. You know, I slowly became a back a back row student. Not to say I didn't pay attention, I did. But I began having more of the mentality of a what a profess student. Not a fun student front and center student. I'm ready to learn type. That began to change throughout that three, four months. Yeah. Some might say it's senioritis. It felt different though. You know, when I was a high school senior, there was a beginning of feeling less motivation to do things towards the end of, of high school, sure. But this one, it was different because I actually felt like I was falling behind you know, I didn't know what was going on. And at the same time, all my classmates, well, no, some of my classmates and most all my professors were talking about, if you want to pursue this accounting career, you know, it does, you need more than this undergraduate degree. You need to get these, this professional degree and that, this, this professional certificate, CPA, and that requires all these extra classes you need to take beyond undergraduate and you have to do these certifications to become more qualified. And if you want to be even more qualified, you should do a master's degree. You know, I was hearing this already, you know, before this semester, and I had a sense of reservation. Towards the end of my last semester, that sense of reservation on not wanting to do this became more of a sense of dread. And even despite this though, I was still looking for a job, you know, I was still doing what everyone else is doing, you know, still being a good little boy, doing all the, going to all these networking events, going to meet the firm, you know, applying for jobs, doing job interviews, attending less formal events, going to professionals, meet students, those types of, you know, those types of events. I still did that. I was on this road for, at that point, near three and a half years. And when you're doing something for so long, it becomes so easy to just go with the flow. You know, get carried along by a tide and get taken for a ride. You know, you think to yourself, I've already put in so much effort into doing this. And even as you walk along that road, going along and partway through to where you think you want to go to you start hearing a voice in the back of your head saying this ain't me and as you move further and further along that voice becomes louder this ain't me this ain't me this ain't me but on the other side of your shoulder there's another voice the other voice is saying You've already put in so much time and effort into it. Look at all that time, effort, blood, sweat, 
volunteer to put into this. You can't turn back now. You gotta keep going. And that is sunk cost fallacy. So sunk cost fallacy, that is when you feel you've put in so much time, so much effort into doing whatever it is that you're doing. You can't turn back now. You know, I've already gone along this road for so long. If I threw everything away, it would have all been for naught. You know, even though if you go along and think that this isn't right for you, you still keep going along if you are caught up in some cost fallacy. But a wrong does not right the wrong. You know, as you go along in life, it is natural to come, come across better, clearer information. And it's the smart thing, it's the wise thing to do to act on that better information. And sunk cost fallacy, it hurts. You know, that's why it exists. It hurts to go along a particular road for a significant duration and all of a sudden come to a realization that it's not you and you have to throw everything away. At that point, it feels like you've wasted all your time. You know, some cost fallacy takes into place. I've wasted all this time. I've wasted all my effort, all the mental, physical effort, blood, sweat, and tears. I wasted all that partway through this road. But you didn't waste your effort. You were going through the process. You were going through the journey of finding right. You know, and for me, I was never, at that time, wise enough nor patient enough to realize I need to take a step back and reassess the situation. I need to account for better information and pivot my direction based on that better information. So at the end of the semester, you know, December 2017, Within two weeks of finishing college, two weeks of leaving the University of Nevada, Reno, I came back to Reno to begin my life in corporate America.